You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Zeros on Heroes. My name is Mike Mercadal. That whistle you heard is from our very special guest. Uh, but with me, as always, is... Will Watkins. Will Watkins. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been coming out to the weekly Unsung Heroes show. That's been super fun at Thursdays at 8 p.m. at uh, the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens. Yay. It's been a lot of fun. We have a lot of really um, good topics. Hopefully, this, uh, this next one coming up is going to be real fun, too. Um, and I, I love the crew that keeps coming out. We have a bunch of regulars, and they've been. Uh, oh shit! You know, I yeah, uh, this is we recording queens here. But uh, as I was getting off the train, somebody like tugs on me. I'm like, oh, I gotta fight somebody, and it's fucking Yolanda. Yeah, Yoli. Yeah, <laughs> she Elvis. like lives right there, and I was like, oh, we kissed yeah. each other. It was nice. El- Elvis, li- like Elvis is when I say that Elvis is from the hood. Like he's this is a guy that comes every week. We'll get to it. Hold on a second. Let, let, let me introduce our uh, special guest because we don't want, I hate when they do that where they don't introduce the guest right away and they just have to sit there awkwardly staring at Oh, it's not like me. they could just look at the title of the episode. Fuck. No, I know, but like the, they don't introduce a uh, South Florida comedian, musician, very funny guy, and he's up here visiting, and uh, we're happy to have him on. Will Lopez, everybody. Hola. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, throwing the Spanish right away. Oh out the gate uh but yeah so uh thanks for being here man we have a our, our weekly show our live show where if you're still in town on thursday you're more than welcome to come out um how long are you down for you I'm, I, I'm i'm here for the yankee game actually on tuesday <laughs> so i'm getting on a plane wednesday morning at 6 a.m uh, okay oh, shit. well um well fuck you then uh no just kidding uh, but the idea that uh we have our regulars that come out and elvis uh, if you've listened to the Unsung Heroes episodes, you know who Elvis is. Dude's name is Elvis Duran. Isn't that yeah. fucking crazy? Oh, no way. Yeah. His name is Elvis Duran, like like the other Elvis Duran. Yeah. Right. Uh, but he comes out. He's a, he's, a, he's from the neighborhood. He dri- they drive me home whenever they can. They give is me a ride. Is he a comic? Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of, sometimes. He was start- he's starting out. And the year, like, a couple, like last year, a couple years ago, he started coming to the show, uh, another show I was doing, and he, and he kind of just took off. And now he's... Emceeing some breakdance thing because he also used to break. Yeah, dance. he's an old break b boy. Yeah, where you yeah. going, b boys? I love those guys. He's man. a b boy, yeah, and he's he, uh, he's a, he's a real fun guy. But yeah, he's, he fucking, lives he in moves. the neighborhood. Like it's still, he's yeah, like, oh, he, does, he does robot. He does all that nonsense. Pops. Yeah. He brought one of his uh, one of his boys down last week uh, to the show. Oh, yeah? It was a, yeah, it was a real fun time. Um, and yeah, thanks to everybody who's been coming out to the Creek in the Cave Thursdays at eight PM for Unsung Heroes. Uh, but that's uh, that's not what we're talking. We're talking to Will Lopez today. Thank you for yeah. being here. Well, um, thanks for having me. Man. This is yeah, great. You, like uh, coming up, you're a big baseball fan, Yankee fan. You're coming up watching the games. Uh, I've never traveled to another city just for sports, though. Well, I, this isn't another city. It's really strange because it's odd because when I got off the plane, I was actually saying it to myself. This is coming home for me. Like when I get off the plane, I I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going home. It's been you know nine, 20 years since I lived in this area, but right. I still consider it home. But you were born here? I was born in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. And oh, I lived in the okay. city in Queens, and we own property here in Queens. We own the Bottoms Up Strip Club down over in a... Um, the Bottoms Up Strip Club? In, in Astoria, Queens, yes, yes. You own the Bottoms Up, or you did? Or? I own the building. Oh! But, uh, <laughs> that's really So they funny. pay us rent. Oh, with, man. With mushy singles. <laughs> yeah, there's like a stack of wet... A stack wet of wet, wet ones. Oh, man. Yeah. When they, I'm Literally pay wet ones. I'm going to pay rent. Can you wire it to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you, hey, we're you just have Venmo? Yeah, Chase, quick pay. Chase, quick pay. Um, 
but yeah, that's dope. I didn't I didn't realize that. So you 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 were a uh, lot of roots here, I guess. Then yes, absolutely. Um, you're you're living now in South Florida. You uh, run a show down. We'll do plugs right up front. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do run a show down in Miami Beach. Yes, um, Bay Club Comedy. It's every first and third Monday, and it's phenomenal. We're getting like really great people. It's it's a uh, and you and Alex Marizio, Alex right? Alex Marizio do it. Yes, yeah. yes, Friend yes. Of mine. Hey, you got fucking yes. Kyle Grooms is there all the time. Kyle Grooms Esther is there. Coo Esther Coo. We've had um, 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 God, Dane Cook. You're not. Yeah, uh, not George Jerry Carlin. Seinfeld. Eric Myers. Lenny we Bruce. had um, <laughs> Eric Myers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, but it's good because here's he the blew thing. that room up. By the way. Was that? He blew the room up. Oh, yeah, of he course crushes. he did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but that, just I hate crushes. how funny that dude is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, the truth is, is that it's... I it, got my jammies on! Dude, he just says, Uber! That's it. Done. Room blows up. <laughs> Who takes Uber? This is... Uh, yeah, it's real. It's Turn like the fucking movie off! <laughs> See, if you don't know who Eric Myers is, you Look guys sound like crazy people. I feel like, wait a minute. Have you seen... Hey, and it's only Eric. I haven't seen it with anybody else. Someone in Russia did voiceover in Russian of an Eric Meyer set. What? He has it on his page. Go see it. He I has swear a, to God. A Russian guy. If you go to Eric Meyer's like Facebook him? page, it's some Russian guy. Like you have no idea what he's saying, <laughs> but it's <laughs> Eric Meyer's voice. Moose and squirrel. Exactly. In, it's the funniest <laughs> thing oh I've God. ever seen. But. Uh, to to keep it in something that other people can understand, uh, yeah, because Eric Myers is funny and he's hilarious, but I don't. Uh, if the listeners should definitely look him up, but you're you do guys, you guys sound like crazy people. To, yes, who of don't course. Know Eric Myers is. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like Eric Myers, if Eric you ever Myers stop like talking a crazy about Eric Myers, guy, I'm getting to the point. The hero of the day is. If Eric you Myers. ever talk about Eric Myers, everybody in comedy knows him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's for nefarious reasons or not. Yeah, for pros Everybody or fucking cons. knows them. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's Baltimore, well, DC. Getting back to the LA. plug. It's Bay Club Comedy. It's first and third Monday yeah. of every month. It's Good. on South Beach. We get a lot of people that are like there for weekends and they stay the extra day. So Dave Williamson did the room when he came back in town. So oh, nice. yeah. yeah. We, we get uh, uh Will and I will be doing it. Absolutely. One hundred <laughs> I already talked to you about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Please. for sure. Um, but yeah, you also are a musician. You, you've been, I was, a, I'm not, a, I'm a musician. Yeah. I was a musician. I, if I could go back in time, I think the dumbest decision or stupidest thing I ever did was to take up comedy. I just, um, <laughs> I'm not kidding. That dude. sounds like a real comedian right there. <laughs> that sounds like my I, audiences. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, literally was, a, I was a musician and then I had my third kid and it's like, you're also Latino. I so made, that third kid was inevitable. Um, I made the. Um, but you my, were in a band, so you. Can, I made the conscious decision to myself: I can't be, I can't be in my forties and touring and playing, and right, we would because right. we were, we were. Uh, it was band was called Guajito. We were a Cuban Guajito, punk yeah, band, yeah, right? yeah. And but we were on, we were signed to a U.S. label, so we used to do like Warp Tour and. You know, we played with Sick of It All and Pennywise and. You I remember Flock that. Molly, CBGBs, right? Yeah, Rans, I saw so you that was guys. With the other band. Right. Uh, I saw you guys on MTV Two yes, at one yes, point. Yes, yes, yes. We were on an MTV reality show. Yes. No, and no, no. I thought I saw the video. Right. Oh, the video was on. Punch I didn't know you were on a reality show. Yeah, reality it was show. called Road um, Road Road Rally. It was an. It was basically like a band from Colombia, band from Venezuela, band from Brazil, band from the U.S., band from Mexico, and we were, and we had basically to just. It was like road rules, but in like band stuff, like you get lost. Oh, you have, yeah. And but were you playing music in the yeah, venue? They would book yeah, you well, in dude, different I places? I played in front of in Chacaray in this beach in Brazil. The most beautiful, scenic, incredible sight you've ever seen in your life with, oh. you know, 
uh, in front of a Brazilian crowd didn't even speak a lick of English and they were into us. It was great. It was that incredible. That Because I remember, yeah, you guys you guys had like, for the time, were like right in that. I could have done it for, we were on the verge and just basically, I made a conscious decision to say no and it was a dumb decision only because. Oh no, now we're going to get into the regrets. No, 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 never, never. No regrets. No, 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 no. That's not the point. The point is. These I could fucking do kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, my hero just died today. We'll yeah. talk about that well, later. We're, this is a this. this is a rough day because we're a lot has happened today. We're recording on the day following the Las Vegas shooting, uh, and it's 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 hard to to be like to we had this scheduled and we were going to record. It's hard to kind of just like breeze past it. It's incredibly important, but we're going to try not to harp on that. If you want to, uh, what's the text? Uh, text act. Hold on, now I got to find it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll edit all of this silence out. <laughs> Probably not, uh, but we'll figure it out. Because um, uh, it's pretty fucked up. Uh, what we're gonna, what, what what happened in Las Vegas? It's pretty. It's in, it's fucked up. The response has not been. Wh- why are we dealing this with this again? You know, it's just constantly repetitive. So, you know, um, if you text ACT ACT to six four four three three and just let your voice be heard and. Uh, and make it make make some waves, make some make some noise because we, you know there has there can't be any change without people making their voices heard. Mm-hmm. And then also to top that off, this terrible tragedy, the worst shooting in America. We'll make him hero of the day. It's a yeah, Tom Petty. Yeah, if we're gonna go hero of the day, we're gonna go uh, Tom Petty. You know he yeah. he. Uh, I don't know the circumstances around his death. Did you hear anything about yeah, it? Uh, his heart broke. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Will, Will's, Will's like regrets. Yeah, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, it's it's a rough day. It's a rough day. But Tom uh, Petty, Tom Petty was one of those guys where like, I think like I, I, everybody loves Tom Petty. Everybody has a Tom Petty song that they fucking love. Yeah, at least one. I grew up on it, man. That was yeah. uh, and, and MTV. MTV basically made informed who I am as a person. And those MTV, those first Tom Petty videos, like Refugee and The Waiting, that was uh, yeah. It's weird to think where how like what MTV is now. There's a whole generation mm. where it would where it was super important to them because there wasn't other ways to really get music, and there wasn't really any ways to kind of find your 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 niche, you know. Because I remember in the early days of, or like in my younger days, like when I was in middle school, it was it was in like the in the '90s, and there was all that grunge thing happening but i was a metal guy so i couldn't find metal but then headbangers ball was on and then i would be like 120 minutes had all the alternative stuff i had all the alternative stuff and then there would be it was just like you would find your your music that way you would be see you would see new things that way now i think generation today really understands just how important mtv was like a song like i heard on the radio on on the plane actually come on eileen that's yeah that dexie's uh, midnight been that that song would not have happened if it wasn't for mtv what i like about you by the romantics yeah Yeah. basically all of these one hit wonder bands all you know they were mtv bands the video the video was was as important as the song yeah you know what i realized the uh i always used to talk shit about how mtv stopped playing music but i'm like oh that's how they survived though because if they just played music now nobody would watch it's like they needed to transition this reality shit it's, so that they could keep getting money. It's know. like all of these. It's it's like uh, uh, this is gonna make sense, but I'm watching Star Trek Discovery now after the previous How Adam Sokol episode. It's dope, really. But it's on. It's, I have it's them on, great. I haven't watched them yet. They're DVR'd yeah. at home. Yeah, it's but it's on CBS right. All Access, which right. is their own streaming thing. Much like MTV had to 
adjust and alter their thing. Like with the real world came out and it blew up and suddenly their ratings go. And guess what? We're doing reality TV shows like nonstop and we're going to do, you know, TRL was big for them. And then, then there was a whole bunch of like countdown things and then the VMAs and MTV, uh, the, the movie awards and all that stuff. They continue to try and keep some of that alive, but they have to adapt. You know, the youth, the, the youth, the youths, the youth market like doesn't yeah. find music videos entertaining anymore. But uh, recipes to Tom Petty. Well, going back to that, Tom Petty won for like when he had the um, Last Dance with Mary Jane that mm-hmm. was always nominated, and he was already an established '70s rocker guy who just found he was like the old man at these situations, and that's just how just a testament to his talent. Like it spanned generations. He was a traveling Wilbury. He, he was, was a- the youngest traveling Wilbury, but he was in that group yeah. with yeah. Dylan and George Harrison. And- George Lynn. I mean, it's basically, yes, an icon yeah. just passed, man. Yeah, and it's rough because uh, the, there's there's so much of his music, you know, around and and a lot of the hits and stuff like that. But I think, I mean, if anything, it'll it'll inspire people to go look at his music more deeply, I guess, you know? He does, as a weird credit to him, the first time I heard one of his songs was a parody that I heard my friends singing. They were singing Free Balling. Instead of free falling. Oh no! And so that every time I hear that song, I'm like free balling. It's almost yeah. as funny as his heart broke. Yeah, yeah right. Two putty jokes like, in because, ten minutes. Because these fuckers keep kept it up, making, Will. Yeah. <laughs> these fuckers kept making fun of my song. Um, but he was an older guy. And like, he's he's a a hard, hold on. He's a hard rocking dude. Let me finish the point that I was gonna that was yeah, making yeah, yeah. earlier. The, the whole why I stopped and it was the stupidest decision I ever made because in my head. I would think of 40 and 50 year old people and, and they were listening when I was a kid, they were listening to Tony Bennett, Frank Sinatra, nothing wrong with that. I'm a huge Frank yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. but, and big band. And they were like, and no, uh, Dave Grohl still tours, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the killer still tour. The, yeah, yeah. you know, the strokes are still playing. Every, these guys are getting up there and they're the going to play. Are still not as old as fucking all Tom right, Petty. No, no. All right, but Tom Petty still toured. And, and Foo Fighters, yeah. No, no, no. Tom yeah, Petty was still playing. He was playing last week, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the Foo Fighters are bigger than ever. Ever. They, they're, they're huge. And you do the shit until you're 70, man. Yeah. And, and that's and that's why I started up again. And that's why it was like, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, so you're in a band uh, now that you're that you're uh, playing and, and starting to, you're going to record an album? Or? We have, the record's done. Um, I presented it to the label um, last week, I'm not sure if, uh, if they're going to put it out or if I want to put it out myself. We just finished a video for it. Are you going to do online distribution, or are you going to? It's going to uh, be online CDs and and uh, albums. We're going to do LPs too. Oh, good. Yeah, Vin- yeah the, vinyl's got a. The got record a big release party is going to be November 10th at Open Stage What's Club the in name Miami. Of- oh, nice. oh yeah, Open Stage is great. That's a good spot. Uh, what is the name and plug it away, man? Uh, the band's called Stardust One, yeah. which is um, if you know anything from, it's basically it's the. It's the capsule that Major Healy wrote in in I Dream of Jeannie when um, the one that lands on the one beach. that lands on the beach yeah, 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 yeah. and then he gets out and he rubs the bottle. Nice. So I wanted something da, from da, that era, something da, da, that you know, da, da. something. Does it have a bit of a like a '60s '70s like a it, retro rock vibe or? Dude, I don't. I, it's it's a it's a rock band. It sounds like Foo Fighters. It sounds like REM. It sounds like uh, mm. Husker Du. It sounds like oh, um, Husker Du is great. Yeah. Uh, but there, but yeah, the, like the Speaking thing about of Dead Idols, uh, the drummer from Husker Du just passed. Well, former Husker Du was passed away. Grant really? Hart. Oh man, about three weeks ago. That's it's weird when you get to the age where like all of your like when Lane Staley died from Alice in Chains. Like I was really bummed, and I'm like, oh man, this is just gonna keep happening, isn't it? <laughs> oh boy. Which is I don't know, man. No. I, I had this conversation the other day too. Doesn't it seem like more people are dying? 
<laughs> it's weird. I like I remember when I was it, a kid, Elvis Presley died. Right. And that was so huge. That was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's like, you know, every week. Well, the thing is that now we also and Gary Coleman from Different Strokes. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's going. Everybody's yeah. gone. Well, last year was a big one. Lemmy, David Bowie. Yeah. It was just like a lot and uh, and but the thing is that now we know immediately. Right. That's, that's the thing. It. I think that's it. Because right. I, I also think there's more celebrities now than there have ever been. Yes, that's also true. Because like back then it was like Elvis Presley and nobody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like if somebody died. Like before that, that it was like Buddy Holly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you get one a year. That's well, it. Uh, well, also because you didn't get a 24-hour news cycle, you wouldn't hear about it. They would write it like in a, in the newspaper in a small. If you didn't, you would just find out like. You oh, find out on MTV. I found out from on. MTV. Oh my God! When like Kurt Cobain died, that was like yeah. the world stopped. And I never liked. I am a big Nirvana sucks guy. I never liked Nirvana. Really, I hated them. I don't know what it was. I could. I could. I. For oh, me, you're that guy. Yeah, but I'm the <laughs> one guy. No, but there's look. Let's be honest. If you think about like technical stuff, like Nirvana was a, was not necessarily good compared to technically speaking, compared to like the metal that I listened to. So I just thought of them as being kind of sloppy. Okay, don't take offense, but like for example, you brought them up before. I think Nirvana buries Alice in Chains. I think Alice in Chains is all technique, <laughs> and there's no the passion is fake. It's not real. Whereas mm. Kurt Cobain puts his soul out on that table and and t talks to you about the cancer and talks to you about what's going on in his life and yeah. what's going on with his marriage and what's going on with his addiction, what's going on with everything. And yeah, it's fuck right you, Mike. There. No, no, no. But, no, there's no fuck you about but it. I, you know? No, okay. I'm saying fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Will says fuck you like every – that's like his greeting to me. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, Mike. Hey, whenever, up, uh, whenever he's not at the uh, Unsung Heroes, I get the crowd to chant fuck you, Mike, so yeah. that when he listens to it and has to edit it, he just hears people <laughs> chanting fuck you, Mike. And that's it's why great. I don't post those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> But like, uh, Alice, uh, like Allison Chains is closer to Nickelback to me than Nirvana oh! is to Who's Could Do. Here's here's the thing also, and uh, this goes back to comedy. I think there's certain bands and certain and certain ideas and memes that become the the butt of a joke punchline. Like uh, people say, "Oh, Nickelback sucks," and then they're like, "Yeah, but do you listen to it? Have you heard every song that Nickelback has? Maybe there's one that you like." Maybe they're just a rock band, you know. You don't have to fucking be a disciple of Nickelback whatever. Nickelback is the hamburger of deaf comedy jam. <laughs> like, hamburger. Uh, what? <laughs> you know that That's guy? a deep cut. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, there's a hamburger Jones. I think his name was. You I know, know what I'm talking about? What are you talking about? And every single time he would do a punchline, he would end it with hamburger. But well, Nickelback record, is an easy target. It's like Creed back in the look, day. Like, I respect Creed, Nickelback. I, I respect all those bands. I don't. It's just not some. I wouldn't go out and buy the concert T-shirt. Is what I'm of saying. Of course, you but I, mean? I also think that people make uh, uh, too big a deal about. We're gonna get into this. Is gonna be the entire episode. <laughs> but I think people make too big a deal about Nirvana just because he played the tragic figure and because how big MTV was at the time. He was their poster boy for that alternative grunge movement, and they made him bigger than he was. Even he said it. He's like, "Yeah, what are you talking? I mean, We're just kind a band." Of what happened to him? It's he couldn't handle that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I also I don't think, think it was Kurt, Courtney Love killed him. Eh. I also think that's the that's I'm, the I believe there's a documentary. I, I thought we were not going to talk negative. I know. <laughs> no, because you know what? No, 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 that's about I am as negative as it gets. That she killed him. Uh, <laughs> no, but there's that documentary called Soaked in Bleach that I watched, yeah, and then it became yeah. like immediately you're like, you know, this is this. Is I don't know if you knew this, that Nirvana said uh, they would never be where they are if it weren't for the band REM. Why are you forcing the issue? Like I wasn't going to get there. We got time to kill. Why are you rushing? Why are you rushing? You stomped all over the thing that I do. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Oh, that rambling thing? 
What the fuck is up with you, man? Would you guys just like get a room and sleep together for God's sake? Uh, what is this? Not again. It's called an efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> What's up your ass, man? Uh, hey, it's called playing around. Yeah, I know, I know. But you, you, you buried. You, you, we, we do the whole introduction thing and leading us to the thing of the hero. But, uh, but fine. Hold for edit. And then, um, which brings us to uh, your hero, because you, you honestly, we love. When, I love when when people do musical heroes because it does spark conversation. Because music is very like subjective, and you picked uh, REM, which is like an incredibly influential band to a ton of people. But I don't really know them past the hits. Like the, it didn't trigger that. And I lost them at the hits. So yeah. it's, it's that's where I love. Well, them, but I well, love well, the hits too. So well, I should really that's misspeaking. But right. But <laughs> let, but let me start with what we do with every hero is uh, we ask the guest, what's the first thing you think of when you think of REM? My childhood, my uh, uh, the the change in the change in direction that my life took in my adolescence. What was the first song that you heard from them? That, that What was the one that you were like, oh, this is important? Because that's I, how it is with music. It hits you and then you're like, fuck, this is it important. It was, okay, I was on the beach and uh, my two best friends um, were, um, said, well, you got to listen to this. It's like last night we were on, uh, we we're watching David Letterman and there was a band on and um, it was called R.E.M. And, um, they did two songs, and one of them was a brand new song that they'd never even, um, they had, didn't even have a name yet, and it was incredible. It's the closest thing, it was the closest thing to The Who that I have ever seen. The Who? Is what they said to me. Really? And, was, and they sound nothing like They that. don't at all. Like, that's but, why it's weird to me. Uh, uh, but it also goes to show. Remember, the Michael back Stipe used to have really long, flowing hair. He kind of looked like Daltrey. Yeah. Uh, Peter Buck is doing scissor kicks and jumping around with his Rickenbacker guitar. Yeah. There was a lot of, mm. and Mike Mike Mills plays a lot of runs, so there was a lot of connection between early Who stuff and what they were doing, not musically, but uh, visually, visually and the vibe of why they were doing it, and how they were doing it, and what they were about. So we went out and and bought a whole bunch of records, and the first like, I w it was about the third record in when when um i got in and it was just it changed my life what was that what was the, the do you remember the songs that they played because that was a big deal to get the songs to, they played was radio free europe oh okay and um southern central rain which didn't have a name yet uh really? the apology song yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. Ah. um because that was back when like it goes for comedy too that being on a late night show that's it was like something? the that's cream it. of the yeah i'm not the only one that could have this conversation with you it changed a lot of people's lives i bet yeah. you know like seeing seeing that band I it remember created there was... college radio. Yeah, because it I... created alternative uh, that whole circuit of bands traveling and going city to city, which we followed in. And we did from CBGBs to Maxwell's to you know uh, the Nine Thirty Club in Washington, yeah. all the way down to you know uh, there was uh, bands all the way up to Pensacola, and it never made it down to Miami. Actually, it was like anti-arena rock. Uh, Anti-arena rock, I guess, is a good way to do it. Because it, it was, was all denim about... shirts and, and jeans and just getting up and, and writing passionate songs about what you want to sing about and direct, and it was great. It was incredible. But it was around that time, right? Like in the eighties when that when that yes when they came was. out. Yeah, yeah. Because that was all there was. Because as much as people made talked about like like different genres of music, like hair metal. Like I'm a, I, I I love like the progression of. I listen to metal a lot, but I listen to everything a lot. Like. So there was like a progression where people only talked about glam metal and hair metal and stuff like that. But that did, they made it seem like that was the only thing on because it was the only thing on MTV. Going back to that, because how influential MTV was, you got Warrant and Poison and all that shit. And that's all you saw were these, were these videos. But meanwhile, the underground, that college radio scene was anti 
MTV was anti that. And then MTV realized that they could make money off that. And then they started scooping it up for, you know, and R- alternative R.E.M. was the only one. There's another band called The Replacements that are, that still played around. They're one of the, they're one of the best rock bands basically that ever lived as far as I'm concerned. The Replacements? Yes. Mm. And they were completely, they were anti, anti-establishment. Like they completely wouldn't, they made one video, um, uh, they were signed to Sire. They were the, one of the first ones to actually get a major deal. That mm-hmm. was the deal. Go from an, from an indie label to a major deal. And their first video was the camera on a On a speaker, tripod? Oh. On a speaker kicking back and forth on the bass drum. <laughs> and that was the whole video. Yeah. Just the camera on the speaker. And they submitted that to the label. And the label's like, what the fuck is this? Can you curse on this? Yeah, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that was it. That was the video. And um, I think it was a couple scenes where his leg was like crossing a cigarette in his hand, and that was it. That was the whole video. That's they great. refused to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kicked and screamed when they didn't become a huge arena band. Was it directed by David Lynch? Completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hypocrisy <laughs> of them, which yeah. is why I love Some him. film school guy is like, God, it's, it's about the pictures we're not showing, man. Right. Uh, but yeah, t- I totally get that. Like the the the, it's odd because, as much as you want to be a performer for your audience there's that whole pr side of being a creative person that fucking sucks because they didn't break till like the 90s they went mainstream but like they've been playing since like the eight like 1980 81 i think that's the thing of going back to mtv maybe maybe this week's hero is mtv because you know it's like a hero villain situation because they they totally feed off of getting these new things like a music video like when it came out it was brand new medium you know and then they find these 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 progressive art forms of like the growing out of grassroots, you know, kind of local venues, and uh, you know, people it starts in clubs and it goes and, to theaters. Then from theaters it goes, you know, and, and that's the progression. And they yeah. they had no choice. Like they were they would come do Radio City Music Hall, and um, they could sell it out, you know, three nights in a row. But mm-hmm. then, or they could do one garden. And they hated doing that, but they had no choice. It was like, right? Their, you know, they, their fans demanded it or the fans wanted it, and you know, they made this. They always had the same comment. They always felt uh, embarrassed about what about their own success. Their uh, when they signed the Warner Brothers, um, their, the big thing that they said was, "Look, um, there was two or three hoagies on the table from the indie label, and then Warner Brothers showed up with a platter with like you know sixteen hoagies. How can we turn that down?" Right, right, and so. Because it was a really big moment for me when they went to a major label. I was like, "This is going completely against the whole reason." Right, the whole, the whole, and it changed. Um, it changed everything because it made everybody want to go get that same thing, and it, it in essence, cre- like you said, Nirvana wouldn't have happened. It created yeah. the door for a band yeah. like Nirvana to step in. It what it does is like when something like that happens in any scene, it sets the price. Right. So now anyone who uh, that's like, oh, you're not REM, so you're not going to get REM money, you know, but or maybe they're like, oh, well, we can bring you in. This is this is the base that we're going to bring you in at and then we'll see what you do for us. So it's like an odd like setting the the, the like cultural value of right. something to then now they, they control how it's put on the record industry. Like people don't realize before before you could like burn a cd or, or napster or any of these things or, or even like myspace was really big for bands before you could just put your music out there was no real like way to record companies were pretty much the only way like you, you get cassettes. discovered you yeah. sold cassettes at shows and that's it that was the only way yeah, my, <clears throat> my brother was in bands in the in, in the south florida scene and stuff like that and and that was 
you know, you made some shitty demo and you burned some CDs and like it was tapes before, but then you like you wear out the tapes, you know, like you burn. Yeah. You would we would try and sell CDs for like five bucks a pop. That's why I'm a big fan of Jay Z because he sold all that shit out of the back of his trunk. Yeah. And that's how he started his fucking label. It was just selling shit. Even out of the since back of his I car. stopped playing and started playing again, the, the the advancements in technology have been absurd. Like mm-hmm. we were doing this record, and I did a vocal track, and the guy's like, "All right, next." I'm like, what do you mean next? It's like, "No, dude, I got this." It's like, "What do you mean you got this?" It's like, "Dude, I, I was pitching like four different places." It's like, "No, no, dude, don't worry." It's like, and you know, we could just you know tone it. We could uh, you know uh, auto tune. Auto tune. It's like, no, I redid it. Like I wouldn't allow that, but I, that's. Yeah. That's I was about what, to get mad at you. No, hell no. I was about to get mad. What are you talking about? The freedom, the expression out. of music, you're selling out with your auto tune. I think that's more of a sellout than taking money. Having right. someone change your performance to, to suit. That, and you play I like that's you, you play a guitar lick, whatever, in, in like a part of the song. It's like, all right, good, that's it. It's like, no, I have, I do that same thing again, like four or five times. No worry, it's just like, no, fuck yeah, that. you'll pitch it up and play it over. Like, I'm like no, 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 just no. cut and paste it for the for in the entire song. Oh no! Okay, I, 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 I really don't like. It. I know that it's possible, but I really, I, I'm, I'm, I and guess the, I more mean, analog. And God, no, the engineer is just trying to cut corners because he's trying to save you time in the studio, or whatever. But that's, sure, that's sure, where sure. we are. Yeah, no, I totally get it, and and and, but that's the whole record's live, by the way. I, we thank were, you. No, please. I, I really, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I understand. Yeah, we get because people listen to this, and you know, yeah, we're talking about. People already know I don't like Nirvana, and people know that you have like this. You're like Neary. It's like Neary has weird things that he doesn't like. Yeah, he's a contrarian. Yeah, I'm not a contrarian. How I do you ju- not like Nirvana. I do not. Here's the. All right, okay. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Before Will, before Will tell, fucks me up again, uh, says some dumb thing. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. Before Will does that again, the point being is that I, when it comes, when it comes from like a like a musical standpoint, the type of things I like are like um technically like skilled i like okay. people to tool. showcase you're a big skill. tool fan tools tool, you i like a lot tool not, not but even <laughs> then like uh um, there's a tool shirt a tool. in that in that bin right there actually i don't i do not have you a didn't tool have a tool shirt, shirt. <laughs> but i like again i like a lot of things but i also like but i like when people are good or something and if someone deviates it. from it like if someone if someone chooses to scream as a vocal instead of sing as Coming a choice, from the heart, man. If it works, and if it's, I mean Neil Young, Cinnamon Girl, the solo in Cinnamon Girl is one note, and yeah. it's incredible. But that's the difference of your. Again, it's that's why everything's so subjective. You know, that's why yeah. different tastes in music exist. Like I really, really love right now, like bluegrass bands and like acoustic music, mm-hmm. like uh, because of the skill that goes into playing. First of all, have you ever, I don't know if you ever seen like like old school bluegrass bands like Grand Ole Opry shit. There's one mic. And they all have to share and sure, listen and all stuff. The amount of musical talent that take that goes into singing the harmonies while you're playing a mandolin at three thousand miles an hour, like like that to me is metal as fuck, super impressive. There's also like like shit that I like that is not very like technically. I, I, there's some punk. There's a lot of punk the stuff that I like, and that is the opposite of that. Are you a Ramones fan? Oh, I love the Ramones. Okay, it's three chords. Yeah, and I like that too, but it it has to do with the way everyone has their own things that right, they enjoy. Right. Nirvana that. for me at the time that I started listening to it was already like right after like it was literally like I'd seen all this stuff but it never I was listening to metal at the time. So to me that was like ah whatever that's in the background. And then when he died, it became this thing of like everyone was the next Nirvana and they were almost trying to sound like Nirvana. So I was just like I don't know why. It never really caught my ear. And also, it felt super forced, like, in your face by MTV. Like, 
having them they're oh the new Nirvana video countdown to new Nirvana and that's like I don't even care at the beginning. You just with. admitted you're a contrarian. <laughs> like you literally just you're being, like I didn't like that I was being forced to because I do, I do that no, all the time. No, no, no. I'm sure that fucking Jennifer Lawrence is a lovely person, but I don't like her for the reason that everybody says I should like her. So I totally understand what you mean. Jennifer Lawrence is but that doesn't make you my contra- Nirvana for you. But that doesn't make you a contrarian. You just like other things. No, it's I don't like I, her because I'm being told I should like her in the same way that you don't like Nirvana because you were being told that you should no, no, like no. Nirvana. That's the secondary thing. The reason I don't like Nirvana is because I like other things. I like things that are at not. At least them. he's not like he's all right. You know what? Give him this. He's not saying Nirvana sucks. He's saying I don't like Nirvana. Yeah, oh. I, I, I'm, I, I don't say I, that. That's kind of a thing that happened to me later on. Like when I was younger, I was very big on if I didn't like it, it sucks. And then it took me a while to realize, like, oh, that's not the right attitude to have about things. Because then I'm going to, like, come up against people who like something. And then now I, as a person, I value them less because they like something I think sucks. What are you, a fucking idiot for liking this? I'm like, that's a real weird, like, angry way to go about it. Like, with, so going back to you, when you started your band, it had, like, a Latin influence and all that stuff. That was during that big. Let's Latin... go back, back. Right when the, during the REM stuff. Okay. I, I started playing in a band. We were uh, we put out a record. Um, we mentioned Husker Du before. It, mm-hmm. was, it was produced by uh, Bob Mould from Husker Du. Wow. So he did that record. Oh, wow. Was, How was... fuck did you like? Did you just stumble into this this by just playing shows in South Florida or was it? No, up this here? was in New York. This, this was is up, up here. This was, up okay. here. This was CBGBs. This was when I opened for the Ramones. This was oh, Fishbone. Nice. This was here. Damn man, this I was didn't know. Touring around the country and, and playing and, and, and I was I graduated. Uh, and didn't even do like interviews after school, like like from no college, right? No, no, graduated, oh, graduated college, college, right from there into a van and and took off, and um, Damn. yeah, and that was what I was what I was supposed to be doing for a living. That's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. and it was me and my best friends. It was guys that we grew up. We grew up like two blocks from each other. That's we were dope. all huge REM fans, and we were all like, we we played in Athens, Georgia. Played in front of Peter Buck. That was like, wow, that's Buck. like that's where they're from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a that's that's like the Holy Land, right? Yeah, but it's like, and you got to play in front of Peter Buck and everything. Yeah, yeah. and and did did you feel because it's hard to like like there's sometimes where I'll tell a joke and there's a way I phrase a word or something that I clearly am doing because I heard someone I like as another comedian I like say something that way i'm not really lifting any of the content i'm lifting just like an emphasis or like just some sort of vocalization yeah it's like listening to paul tompkins what huh? <laughs> i've taken there's, yeah, there's yeah. one joke in particular that i'm clearly doing as it's like an homage an homage see to it's paul different tompkins. in comedy than music you could steal a band's essence and it's okay <laughs> like in comedy if you are well that guy's just a louis ck ripoff or that you know yeah. it's different Which, it's, it's it's just i mean there are oh my god there are cover bands and it's okay. Yeah. And right. it's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? True. You can't come out on stage and say, all right, this is a Chris Rock set, and then do Chris Rock set right, because right. you'll get shot. You, uh, There's, you'd be surprised how many police. people think they do yeah. that they can do that. Well, <laughs> There's a ton of people yeah, starting yeah. out that they're like, oh, that was a Bill Cosby bit. Right. And you're like, yeah, like oh. Roseanne was like, yeah, when I started, I just did Seinfeld yeah. bits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And th- you, don't know, and, you don't know. You're like, all right. In music, you, I mean, we used to do covers all the time yeah. in the middle of our sets. Yeah. What's your favorite song to cover? Uh, Friction by um, Television. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know song. that song. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up now. We'll put. We'll and put we it do a couple end. of police songs. Oh the yeah. One. That was that that era too, right? Like that yeah. eight, late eighties. Uh, and we do Bad Luck by Social Distortion. 
You guys are kind of all over the map, though, because those are that's a lot of varied influences. Yes. And uh, and was that on purpose? Yes. So when you guys listen to REM and it hit you hard, did that open up your yes. line to other stuff? Yes. Okay. Pixies. Um, Pixies, of course. Right. Um, yeah, everything. As soon as um, and there's other bands like lower bands that you probably have never heard of, like Dump Truck, mm. and that were from Boston and. Um, that were just incredible bands, really good guitar players, really technically great guitar players yeah. that just did not, um, they, they were signed to major labels, but they never, maybe you might know the Godfathers, uh, Birth School, Work, Death, that was one song that they had. They were really, really good bands. They used to tour around all the time. And these are, just, but these are stuff that you would hear in like, like garage rock type situations. Alter, and, and, 120 minutes on MTV yeah, yeah. late at night on, uh, left the dial on, 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 on college stations. And, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but that's the kind of stuff that people who wanted to go be contrarian. And that's why it was great. No, it's not about being to. contrarian. It was more about that's mine. Right. That's yeah, yeah, mine. Yeah. Like, I yeah. know that. Like, I would go to Maxwell's and see, um, you know, uh, uh, the fluid or go see somebody at Maxwell's and, you know, hang out with them after and have a beer or whatever. And, and, and this was part of me like I, and i was the only one who knew about this and me yeah. and my group my, my friends that's how it does feel sometimes at this at this point there doesn't really feel like there's genre anymore there's pop and underground right either and people there's... know about <clears throat> it or they don't and then if you are in the underground world that's that why that, that's why they're all that there's that that hipster cred of like oh i like them before they were famous you know it's because you were part of like the you, discovery you're like uh what are they exploring for new things? You're like, you know, digging for new, for new, for like new. Christopher Columbus discovering something that already existed. Yeah, <laughs> but also like it, it does feel like that because there are always people involved before you. Like, like I miss going around when my brother played live shows, and I would like, you know, to see that environment where it's like just a bunch of people playing for almost nobody. Like there would be just be the other bands there, you know. Mm-hmm. And those were like some of the most fun <clears throat> nights I ever had, just hanging out and listening to like these bands play. And they're playing hard, and they're playing their hearts out to like just do it, you yeah. know. I miss those days. Is that are you touring now? Are you are you gonna go on? We're gonna the road? play as much as we can. Um, just the Florida. You know, <clears> I mean, try to doing comedy is a lot easier. Just get up on stage and go. You yeah, know what I mean? No gear. Do the uh, lug amps around and stuff. It's yeah. just. You know, but we're gonna play as much as we can. We'll see. We'll see where the is record four, goes. Is it four piece band? It's a three piece band. Three piece band. Yeah. Even easier. Yeah, you just get a van. <laughs> yeah. Um I liked it really how you're talking about like uh, the soul. That uh, a lot of bands are missing. How they're like technically. I like that answer because uh, I, I thought about that recently about like current pop stars where it's like Ariana Grande, everything sounds manufactured it perfectly. Is. But I still don't like it for some reason. Right. Whereas, well, you know, I'll see, I'll listen to other, you know, fucking Lady Gaga or whoever. She has some great songs. I'm like, oh, that's good. No, Lady Gaga is great. Yeah. She has, she's really talented. And, and there's a lot there that, that, comes through in all of the persona and lately she's been doing like some that there's some of the stuff on the newer album that i've heard that i think is fucking fantastic yeah um but then it goes to that idea of like there's bands like uh dream theater right do you know dream theater of course yes they are so technically proficient in their music that it's annoying as fuck like you listen to it i can only listen to like one dream theater song before i'm like all right i get it yes you're very fast we we good we get you know it's like it's it's that idea that what they're playing is so rehearsed that it it loses all of its. Do you think REM emotion. is the band that has the most heart and the most soul? I uh, no, uh, but they were the ones that connected with me the most at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's the, it was that 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 tipping I, point, that starting point look, where it just you, triggered I can't have that real conversation because you weren't. Uh, right, they were. <clears throat> Michael Stipe was an artist, like a um, uh, a graphic artist, and mm. he was uh, like the 
the he was just the the cool artist guy in the band, and Peter Buck was the rocker. Yeah. So right. he like and the, the the contrast between the two of them, like I never knew who I wanted to be, whether I wanted to be the oh, artist, the type, or I wanted to be the rocker. So it was like <sighs> kind of caught in the middle, and that. I mean, dude, it's just that you could break time, that down for years. You years. Know? Yeah. yeah, for absolutely years. And yeah. it and it kind of flows in between the two because like there's like some of the best the best bands have that lead singer guitarist. The, the movie Almost Famous talks about it really well, like the guitarist with Mystique, yep. and then the sing the cock rock and you know fucking lead singer who was out there being the personality that they they you kind of want but to. That's be it. Michael Stipe looked like that, but he wasn't that. Right. Like I'm, I'm just saying that there was always a dichotomy, and you you were always trying to like figure out who was the one as a guitarist, because I know you because you play. I used to get make fun of this, by the way. Why? All the time for for specifically this topic. Like girls would say to my friends all the time, "It's like if you ever dated Will, I guess the first question he'd ask is, what's your favorite REM song?'" That's what I. <laughs> serious. That's, yeah, man. That's yeah. But that's also I also think culturally we've changed to where you can literally just like a thing anymore. Like there's no more nerds. Right. You know what I mean? No, like, agreed. Liking a thing doesn't make you a nerd anymore. You just like the thing. The people who... who... Oh, man, I don't know why I'm going to go here. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Because I just got divorced. Um, oh, okay. Two years ago. and I thought like you meant like t- yesterday. Or something like, uh, wow, you're having a bad week, buddy. No, I left... Uh, uh, do you have a pen? I can India sign uh, this thing. <laughs> divorce went final. And, actually, I opened my set with that now. Oh, I, yeah? Yeah, I, have, uh, I, I just got divorced on Friday. Everybody starts clapping. And I got the final judgment right here in my back pocket. And I pull out the final judgment. Oh, I have man. it. It's like I have this shit laminated. It was like, and my kid's like, Dad, what's that? It's like, this, this is a license that Dad's about to bang some hookers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right. So that, that's I, the freedom that you have. Now, right. that's all you needed to go bang hookers? <laughs> no, no, no. My, my point well, is. Well, then, like 200 bucks. That <laughs> well, yeah. Before, uh, I'm like. It's a business. <laughs> being a nerd is like cool now. No, I, you know what it is? It's not, I'll tell you what it is. Because of the same way people are listening to there's more access to music and whatever show you like. And people who like anime now can watch it. You can not only can Dude, you I used wa- to play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends in a circle. And it was like the most. Yeah, it was you frowned upon. Like you were probably beaten up for that. Or My look- older brother would beat the shit out of me. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Get out, get out of here. Go. And now that's that would. All right. Yeah, that's well, Thursday. Because now yeah, yeah. it's easy yeah, go for... Go on Twitch. Yeah. I, <laughs> go on Twitch. I, I literally... Go literally on Twitch. It's like I, chat rooms now with yeah, girls basically. to talk about that shit. <laughs> well, that's the idea. First of all... It, oh, why don't you roll my die? Yeah. Ugh. But first, like... like, Ooh. Are you an orc? You have psionics? Uh, <laughs> uh, but the idea that, like... All, that, that, not that it's cool, but you're finding community. It became... Yes. The inter- it was with the internet that you could find community. So you could find, you know, other people. You realize, oh, other people like this shit too. And then you realize, oh, the only reason I get picked on is because the people immediately around me don't like it. So like you, you like, uh, like nerd, like nerds have their, you know, suddenly they're starting like, oh, we can video game online with each other and we can do all these things and you can you can go to a convention and see comic people who you know like sci-fi and comic books and stuff like that. The Trekkie conventions, got, those have been going around since the fucking I 60s. Used to, uh, I used to collect comic books. And I used to go to comic book conventions twice a year. And it was comic book convention. There'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, five rows of different stores or whatever. And, you know, you'd keep... Now, oh my God. Yeah. You go to these things now and it's like there's a Game of Thrones section. There's, you know, Star Trek. There's Star Wars. sponsored. There's, yeah. 
There's you know, a lot of people who be, who think that it's like lost its its uh, pure the pure comics essence. WWE section. You oh, know, hey. I'm like, I'm serious, man. My yeah, son yeah, yeah. was like, I, I took my son. That's all he cared about, and it was it was incredible. I'm going to New York Comic Con this weekend, so I'm just gonna it's just gonna kind of walk around and see what fucking hits me, you know? Because there's literally everything there, mm-hmm. and um and but yeah, so it's it's kind of like now it's it's harder. Do you think it would be impossible for an REM type band to come out now? I already said, uh, I, I think Kings of Leon were the last bastion, the last ones. They were the last ones that followed that type of trek from indie band clubs, to mm. theaters, to to arenas, and to what they're doing now. That it can't, it can't happen again. It just people's attention spans aren't there anymore, and no one will follow anyone for that for that period anymore pop bands edm bands ed, oh ed sheeran ed sheeran yeah. ed sheeran yes that folky kind of stuff yes but a pure like rock band it, it's in it's not it's not gonna happen you think pure, 50 years down the line rock is dead no it's always gonna be there it's always gonna be some kid in his room with an acoustic guitar you know oh, ranting about yeah. something but <laughs> no, I, but he's he's right the because chosen one yeah he's he's right though because they're like because it, it's cyclical like there's now the thing is the it, it used to be like the cycle was much longer because it took so long for stuff to get out but then like you know then like there's, there's people always inspired by what happens comes before it that is inspired by what came before that you know so there's mm-hmm. like and eventually it like loops back around on itself with distribution and getting stuff out the way it is. like i could we could literally record a song right now and put it up on youtube tonight no of course yeah and 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 people can hear it it'll go viral a million people will watch it that spiral is so tight now that loop of stuff someone could watch that be inspired by it tonight and write another song about it and put it up tonight but like, again going back to everyone's attention span is so like we we had to have a meeting about the video for the for the first song because yeah, it's, for stardust one it's a, one, it's a three and a half song it's a three and a half minute song which is oh, jesus Right, three and, and it was minutes. like, oh, maybe you should make a shorter version of videos. Like, no, dude, a shorter it's a, version, it's a three and a half music minutes. Video. Yeah. No, you, you'll understand why. I mean, uh, no one can see it, so I could probably just. Uh, t- it's okay. I'll explain it. Wait, we'll put it. the link in. People are gonna watch. No, it. no it's, 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 it can't, it's not released on, yet. It's, it's, uh, we're working on yeah, something yeah. for the ending that it's not done yet. Gotcha. It's not. He, we're seeing a rough cut. We Ooh. are. Uh, uh, here's the 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 story. What it's we're gonna see like Andy Circus in a green suit. You're just seeing all the previews. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember um, Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah, of course. Okay. They were on Saturdays. Yeah, in the morning. Yep. Scooby Doo. Yeah, I, the there was like a Looney Tunes or the Road the uh, Jackson Five. I was a reboot guy. Well, they, it was still they were still showing like. Um, they don't have Saturday morning cartoons no. anymore. That's fucking sad. So we made a video, um, like uh, it's a, the, <laughs> you sound so old. The vid- I am. I'm fucking old. No, no, no I'm talking about the video is a um uh is a, a Saturday morning cartoon. It's a uh, is animated, animated? 100 animated. That's, oh, that's awesome. Dope. And it's a chase scene. It's a Scooby Doo chase scene. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. I like yeah. it a lot. And then the ending is um the the, the ghoul, the bad guy. They pull the mask off, right? Uh, and and it's a big surprise who he is, and that's what we're trying to get clearance for. Michael Stein? Trying... No, it's not, <laughs> not Michael Stein. I would uh, no, it's not Michael. Stein. No, no, but that that's that. What a good idea, because well, again, it you're influenced by something that you had as a child, and because you're not a teenager coming out of the music industry, because that was like, that's what people don't. I, I think people don't realize how manufactured a lot of their favorite 
mm-hmm. iconic stars were, how, how literally they were like just cranked out of a machine, especially like during the boy band era, like, you know, the pop, the pop star era after Madonna, like the Tiffany's and the Be- Debbie Gibson's and all that shit. It was like a lot of these older businessmen who run the industry put, cranking these dudes out, cranking these, you know, like, like stars out. So the, even if you were inspired by something that was manufactured, you're still having your pure moment of it. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking about you're remembering your cartoons, you're remembering your these you're an older person remembering something from further back. It will affect a younger person in a different way. Absolutely. And I'm saying like that's the that's the the, the point of it is that it, rock can't like it won't die in in a sense because there's always going to be that like spirit of rebellion because that's kind of what like like real good music does like like even Mozart back in the day like he was writing shit that people were like hey you're playing too many notes. You know, like that was like he was like, oh, I'm just, I'm just playing the notes, you know, right. and then they're like, no, it's too, too much, too many notes. Yeah, and that was back in Mozart's day, and that was, you know, there was him being a young fucking rebellious guy. Do you, uh, do you make your kids listen to REM? My, uh, my daughter likes a couple of songs, but my, uh, my middle son likes rap, and mm-hmm. my oldest son is a DJ. He's an EDM programmer oh he, no he shit makes beats and makes songs oh, i like that you use programmer, programmer. <laughs> i like that you use programmer that was great i don't know what, you, what he, i guess he's a musician i don't know what you want to call him he's got a keyboard he's got his, a setup and he's got his his uh does he play music because here's i always have he makes that beats, dj argument he's of producer, he's right? he's yeah, an engineer I, I call him engineers he's 16 yeah. and and shit comes out of his room sometimes i'm like whoa and and can we break good. that chair will has broken a chair on another previous episode of the live show it wasn't on on air though was it i i i no it was right before we started i yeah. edited it out but yeah you're gonna break another one and break another one here like live and i'll get you one from ikea yeah, yeah. i'll take the boat ride yeah <laughs> uh just give me the money i, I don't really need the extra uh but yeah i'm sorry is it like the skill work style where it's like no it's not it's not it's more it sounds like a dial-up modem Rap up. It's more rap stuff. It's, it's beats. A, yeah. He's a, he's a producer. He's yeah. producing beats. You know, he's an engineer, mm-hmm. a programmer. I like programmer. That's a, that's an interesting way to put it. But do you consider? Uh huh. Does a lot of coding. Yeah, I mean, well, when you think about what they are, they're basically setting up a machine to do the work for them. So that's why I don't really call DJs and EDM artists musicians, even know. though they're creating music. But it's like uh, they're musicians. I mean. Calvin Harris is a musician. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's Stiller a fine is a line, musician. Right? I mean, they're they're creating music. I mean, yeah. they're doing it. They're not doing it with a guitar. They're not doing it with a. Yeah. But they're doing it with a. I mean, what's the difference between that and Depeche Mode? What's the difference between that and New Order? I mean, it was just different, but they were still. Yeah, it's just the tools are different. I get it. I understand, right. but it's always like struggle for me because I like even if you're playing the keyboard and it's creating like a synthesized mm-hmm. sound, they're still playing they still can create it live mm-hmm. i always get the feeling that djs in these like winter music conferences and the ultra festival and all stuff can, just get up there and press play absolutely absolutely and they they have to be doing absolutely that. they're fucking twisting fake they ass knobs they're not two hundred thousand people they can't i mean maybe they can interject stuff and they can put stuff in like add flavor here and there but that set is on their computer and it yeah is. i always feel like that that that's why i always get like that or like that, like when you like the Milli Vanillis. They're like the they're like the new the modern Milli Vanillis where they're just doing singing along to like but a. I think they're track. talented, man. I think that's where the world is right now. That's why I started a rock band again because I it's like you know what, it's the absolute worst time for a rock band to show its face. So let's go. Well, 
there's a lot of like the arcade fires out there, ah. the Bonnie Vares, yes, and the, the, that kind of there's indie probably band. more great music right now than there's ever been, but yeah. it's you have to go find it. It's 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 very difficult for it to get. Uh, and again, that goes back to finding the community, like uh, the the internet allowing you to find the community, the same way that MTV did. Dude, and, I like. There's a couple Mumford and Sons songs that I really really like. Sure, the, the, the Hawaiian uh, Man. Yeah. yeah uh, Mumford and Sons again, like that's the thing is that you can't. The Wolf Wolf's a great song. I don't know that one. It's uh, it's on the last record. But but the idea that there's there's something is good or bad falls under that like. It's totally subjective, you know. So that when I changed into starting to say things, I enjoy this, or I do not. It doesn't really have an impact on whether or not someone else enjoys it or not. You oh my know? God! I heard a song yesterday that I actually posted about it. That it, you know, um, this band called Saint Motel. The song called Destroyer, and they're just pure. I mean, actually, they have a sax player, and they have, but it's all keyboard. It's all programmed. It's all, but it's it's a yeah. great song. It's really well written. It's uh. The new Killers record is all program. It's all mm-hmm. it, there's, it sounds like no guitar on there at all. But yeah, it's all it's synth a good song. stuff. Well, yeah, you know, there's a Harry Styles song that I didn't realize was yeah. Harry Styles, and I it's was a like, "Great song." Which song? You know, what I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost sounds kind of like Rolling Stones a bit. Yes. Which one is it? Um, I, I don't know. I got. I'll find it right now. Sing yeah. it into the microphone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's a, the, but that, that's the thing is that I also don't like even if I heard and like if someone played a Nickelback song to me. And I didn't know it was Nickelback or whatever, and I just heard like the riff and the lick and all that stuff, and I'd be like, "All right, this is not bad." Sign of the Times. That's it. Yeah, Sign of the Times. Great is song. A great song. Great Harry song. Styles, Sign of the Times. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, the idea that like, you know, people people shit on Nickelback a lot or whatever, you know, I think it's become kind of like a like an easy target, mm-hmm. but also they sell out fucking stadiums mm-hmm. constantly. Do you know and, uh, you know Shane Torres? There's a, yes. there's a comic named Shane Torres. You know him? He's uh he was just on Conan a little bit ago, but he has this great bit about how people hate Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, you don't understand. Ten minutes ago, fifteen minutes ago, I wanted to bring that up, but oh, I really? didn't know who the comic was. I didn't know if you were going to realize yeah, that. Shane yeah, Torres. Shane Torres. He's, that yeah. bit is about what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do people hate Guy Fieri? <laughs> but, yeah, What's Guy, wrong with Nickelback? Yeah. Like, why do you hate Nickelback? It's a brilliant bit. It's yeah, it's great. It's hilarious. He just you wants know him? people to take yeah, yeah, yeah. from here. Shane Torres. He, he's, no. from, he's from Georgia. From Georgia. But he's he's, he's up here now. Yeah. I think he's from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. But he's but it it really is that like. Because or like when people were ha- like people will hate on a movie that they've never seen, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. I just like they're like, oh, that movie sucks. And I'm like, did you see it happened to me with the Fantastic Four movie that went that came out recently. Me and Neri actually went to go see it and we were going to make fun of it live. We were going to record it for What's Up, Bro. And we ended up sitting there with the recorder in the movie theater. There was nobody there and it had bombed hard. And we were like, oh, let's watch it. And we ended up like, this is a bad. This is great. <laughs> what are we doing? We're having a great time. We're there again. We were just talking shit to each but other. So we, to be a, fair, I uh, listened to part of that episode. And I was like, all right, watch it. And I watched it. And I was like, no, nah, I still don't like it. It's still not <laughs> but good. But the idea that you like so, the idea that it's impossible for anyone to accept that this is good or or they're enjoying themselves. Well, man, people watch the fucking Medea movies and people watch the Sex in the City movies and 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 and, and like nobody gives them shit about it. Those things are to me unwatchable. I can't watch them. <laughs> But I sat through Fantastic Four. I was like, "This is that, fun." Uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword with uh, Charlie Hunnam. Was that? It was a fun. Movie. It was good. I haven't that seen it. It was a fun it. movie. But and I would look on Rotten it. Tomatoes. It's like the critics gave it thirty percent. Then it's like audience is seventy percent. Yeah, I like, yeah. love those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's just fun. But going back to that bit, the the brilliant thing about that bit that Sean does is that um, he ends up actually 
ranking on the things that he's telling yeah. you that you shouldn't rank on. Because <laughs> yeah. he'll come up with three or four lines about Guy Fiore that are hilarious, that yeah, are yeah. right on point, while he's asking you why do you not. All right, so he looks like a pumpkin head or something. Yeah, whatever yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah. Says. Because, it, like, that's the thing. He, like, uh, it's easy, especially him. He's like a personality. He's wearing those flame bowling right, shirts, right, right. and he's, so he's got the right. spiky fucking bleached tips and all that shit. Yeah, he looks like a weird, but he's he's taking you to Flavortown. You know, like that. <laughs> like he just wants you to have a flavor experience. You know, he's giving free advertising to fucking small businesses <laughs> who could never afford it. Yeah, actually, they went. He was in South Florida, and he went to like diner. The, Diners, drive-ins, and dives. He's been there a bunch of places. Yeah, the, and he was this place literally across the street from my old apartment called uh, uh, Havana Hideout. He it was great. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good guy. You know, he I'd, officiated a gay wedding, <laughs> but fuck him for putting his sunglasses on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good bit. But going back to REM, um, because that this this starting point for you and your creative outlets and stuff like that, you credit to them. Um, what was so we'll, we got to wrap this up so what was the the first song that you were like holy shit and what do you think is a must listen song for like anybody right now i'll give you an album it, okay. murmur just pick up murmur murmur is I mean, it's it's on rolling stones like top 25 records of all mm. time whatever it's what what songs the, are on that i, I don't uh, remember radio for europe uh, okay. pilgrimage um uh, talk about the passion, uh, moral kiosk. It's it's an incredible. That might even be before. I don't know those songs. I don't. No, Radio for Europe. I know, but I don't. Right. I don't that was, might be right before. It was the, the first big one. First album that they. No, it wasn't the big one. It was on IRS, and it was not. Oh. It was. Uh, I mean, the one before it. That's what I'm saying. Like I didn't. No, hear, it, was, I, it was three records before the big one. Whoa. It was Murmur. Then there was Reckoning. Then there was uh, Fables. Then there was. Uh, yeah, it was way before. What was the, losing my Green, religion? What was the one with uh, was on everybody hurts? Out of time, green and um, those God, are the MTV. Those ones. are the MTV ones. That's yeah, yeah. when. That's when he shaved his head. Yeah. That's when he shaved his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, so ain't no follicles. Ain't so no murmurs. Listening. Yeah, murmurs. Murmur, is the reckoning, listen. chronic town. Those three records. Are um, those because that that was when they before they sell sold out? That's because they're incredible. Records. They're good. They're just really really great records. Really well written songs yeah. performed. Great. It's just a great record. Good. What about now? What is something that you're listening to now that you're like, these these people are dope? Oh. Like if we were to go into your phone now. Harry Not, Styles. Harry Styles. Harry Styles, yeah. What's Foo Fighters. I'll go back and listen to older stuff. I'm, the new stuff, if, if something inspires me, like I like the new Killer song, um, The Man. Um, mm -hmm. I said that St. Motel song. I like that Harry Styles song. It's good. Uh, yeah. The Mumford & Song song, The Wolf. Uh, anything that uh, it's got some passion to it that's got some heart the, to it. You, I, like for me, there, there has to be that that technicality aspect too because i can't i i will not love something unless like even if it's a, it's a really good singing of really good vocal or something a real passionate vocal over like remember that gautier song that somebody i used to know yes i love that song yeah. that guy was singing his heart out he was a percussionist that just started recording you know that he was he recorded an album he started singing i was like i love this song this is a great song but then you hear it like everywhere and it yeah. becomes less special you know like that take me to church that was a good one yeah yeah and it got overplayed so your band, uh, Stardust One, mm -hmm. the album's coming out when? November tenth. November tenth, and it's going to be. You know what I could do? I can. The video's not ready, but in, and this is audio anyway. I can give you an MP3 of the of the song. Would you be all right with me putting it at the end 100%. of this episode? One hundred percent. Awesome, yeah, man. Let's, Let's totally phenomenal. do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So, what's the name of the song? Uh, Lonely Station. Lonely Station. I like it, man. We'll put it up, and. Uh, 
so what is your worst so dismount for the episode sure your worst road gig that you ever had your best comedy and your worst. or music <laughs> well you know we've been talking about music a lot so let's stick to the music thing but like yeah because stand-up gigs are kind of all the same but i love when a music gig goes goes fucking we south. were touring in illinois and our booker called us and said we had an off night and said hey i got a show for you guys um it was in right out of springfield illinois just on on the outskirts and and if i mean there's nothing there you just drive and it's just a bar was this with guajiro no this was with friction wheel okay okay we get to the bar and we walk in and there's there's a country western band playing and they're line dancing in front. Oh, Classic Blues no. Brothers. Yeah, this is people. Ghost Riders in the Sky Time. Yeah, these people are going to hate us. Was there a whip you could use? No, we and um, <laughs> So we set up and and I don't even know why I brought this up as a bad dismount story because they loved us. It was completely like it went completely you just the did both. other way. You did a, what you thought was going to be the worst, but it right. ended up being great. Being a great gig, ended up being a great show. But I remember walking into that bar, and 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 we still talk about it to this day. It was, like, was it like had the chicken wire and people yeah. throwing beer no, bottles? It didn't have chicken wire for the front. No, it didn't have that. But there were neon lights. It was strobe lights. There were. It was just everybody was in. You know completely country gear, yeah, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And what like was when you so when you they saw you guys set up. Like what the hell is this? You know, it was yeah. It was it was country country. Yeah. And then what? How was that that first? Like I remember the guy came up to the stage like, "You guys aren't too loud, are you?" <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of music do you guys like? Both kinds, country, country and, and western. western. <laughs> oh boy. And then so when you like ripped in and stuff like that, how how was that initial reaction? We they loved it. They were, they were fine with it, man. It was like like we could see everybody start getting closer and closer to the stage as we were playing. Oh, that's great. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Man, well, that, yeah. that is a really good experience when you can turn, like that's almost like a bar gig when you where everybody starts paying attention, where that's, you're just like, can, oh, that's one thing, dude. Between comedy and music, that all right. I headlined my first comedy show. Oh, how'd that go? At Open Stage Club, right? I ate a dick. Right. Like you can't fucking imagine. I'm serious, dude. It was four days after Irma. These people did not want to see comedy. These people, like, you know, so I'm standing up there trying to, hey, a little dick jokes. I'm Cuban and Mexican. Hey, my wife was Mexican. That means my kid's going to know multiple ways to sneak into this country no. illegally. And these people, I yeah, they're just like there's air conditioning in here. There's so air conditioning in good. here. I'm good. Yeah. I have you have power. We have power. Don't expect any laughs. We haven't laughed in three days. Right, right. And oh the thing my is, God. I crushed the first minute because I started talking about Irma and stuff going on with Irma. You know, it's like, hey, who who left town? Well, that's a rough experience where you got it. Like suddenly you're like, oh, it's going great, and then you're like, oh, I still have forty four yeah. more minutes left. Like, so I, you guys like pop tarts? Yeah, exactly. It's like who <laughs> stayed in town? Weird. Who stayed in town? People clapped. Who left town? People clapped. You fucking pussies. What happened at three oh five till I die? And I had them. They were great. Yeah, they were yeah, having yeah. a great time. You were memeing it up. Yeah, yeah you were talking about what's on their mind. All of a sudden, I went into material, and it just, dude, I've, I have not had a set like that in. Mm. Whoosh. To the booker's credit, he booked me to Magic City Casinos. Dom, it was have nots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he booked me at Magic City Casino five days later. I think he did it because he felt sorry oh, for man. me. And that's I had rough. a really good set there. So that, like, you know, but that's damn, that's man. gotta be rough. I, 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 I've, in those experiences, <laughs> like, because when you're, it's weird when you're doing stand up because you can adjust, but when you're playing a song that people don't like, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm committed to that. I can't just be like, hey, hey, hey cut. We'll do another song. This, this this is where I was actually going with this. Okay. I don't enjoy 
telling a joke. I don't enjoy being on stage and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm going through motion sometimes and getting to the punchline so that right. I get the laugh. You want I the really response. get off playing music. So That's your drive. I love, like, so I could give a shit if the crowd's not into it if I'm playing a show. Because you because like it. I'm having fun. I'm with my best friends and I'm playing music and we're jamming together and we get to the ending and then we get the applause and we go to the next song. Is this the reveal that you're transitioning completely to music now? No, or? I'm going to still do comedy, but um, I'm going to, you know. You're really focused on it. Yeah, I get it. You, you're, you're switching between the guitarist and just, the lead it, singer it of your creative endeavors. It, I would have never done this. It, the drummer was uh, one of my good friends. He graduated high school with me. He moved from um, West New York. Mm -hmm. to Miami and he called me up and he said hey man I just retired I, I'm a, I was a police officer and I got nothing going on are you playing at all and it was right around the time that I was like leaving my house and, I was, and so I oh. just I came over to his house and uh with a Rickenbacker Aria whatever that yeah, means yeah, nothing yeah. to you but I was I got in and we started jamming and it was cool and then uh, another good friend of mine is the Kurt is he's the caretaker of the Gibson showroom in Miami. Oh, so, oh, shit. Right. So he takes care of the showrooms and there's a, there's a rehearsal space in there. And he said, dude, why don't you guys come down and we could jam in the rehearsal space? So it's all right, cool. So we showed up and played in there. First of all, you have to understand something. You walk in and there's a Les Paul flying V. There's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, yeah. a 330. There's, you know, every imaginable Thousands type of, of dollars, in, guitars, in different going colors. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, all right, go. Pick one. You just take God one off the rack. It. Yeah. What? And rehearse, oh, yeah, absolutely. That sounds so good. Right, so it it was easy, and then we just started writing songs, and it just became. Yeah, we said that's great, and also you have the the way to do it. This is this has been a really fun episode. I know we get into like music is a really like you, it's as uniting as it is dividing, you know what I mean? Like, but but it's also like if you with an open mind, you can. It's like as much as I don't like Nirvana, I would I would be an asshole or I would be wrong to tell someone that they can't like Nirvana. As much as I, uh, I'm not a Nickelback fan, I still think that the song Hero from the Spider-Man soundtrack is fucking it's fire. Great. Yeah, <laughs> Hero, yeah. A hero can uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. It was him and the dude from Saliva. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. Being oh, here, this Will was Lopez. fun, man. How uh, long, wow, that was fast, man. Yeah, man. It goes. It's a. It's a fun talk. And we, and and thank you for letting us, uh, uh, put your song at the end of this yes, episode. So absolutely. stick around. For a Stardust One. Stardust One. Lonely Station. November tenth. iTunes, Spotify. And all do year. you guys have like a social media or website? It's on Facebook. Facebook Stardust Band. Uh, Stardust, Stardust One, one Band. band. And you are at Will Lopez? Uh, I'm on? Will Hero on, on W-I-L-J-I-R-O. Is any of the Guajito stuff still up? We have, <laughs> there's a MySpace page with Guajito. Yeah. And, well, dudes, we're, and all the Guajito stuff's on Spotify and on iTunes. Because I do, Go listen to the videos. Okay. Go, wait for this new album. Go listen to Guajito, which is... It was, which you won't be able to spell, by the way. G-U-A-J-I-R-O. Yeah. Which is, which is War Hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I always Guajito. call it like Guadalajara. Like, uh, no, I'm yeah. fucking white as shit. Yeah. You know the story of that, right? Do we have well, the, you, yeah, yeah, we have a couple. Well, the Wahido is a Cuban term of, right. like, the, the farm, during, the redneck. Yeah, during the during uh, uh, war, the Spanish freed the the Cubans right. and told them they were free to go. They were all free. They were war heroes. Mm -hmm. and Or the Americans, I'm sorry. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. Uh, And the Cubans walked away as Wahidos. Wahidos, Wahidos, yeah. Wahidos. Ah. And that's where... A legend has it that that's where that term came from. It's not, I can't prove it, 
but I don't know. Me. I I'm but always if, if you Google it, that comes up. And we thought that was a badass story, so we said, "Cool," and that was the name of the band. Yeah, and we all very Cuban influenced, a lot of Cuban stuff in it. So and it was it like, and it's stuff. like a rock punk punk. It has punk yeah, leanings. Yeah, dude. I mean, we were on Warped Tour. We used to. It was yeah. a punk band, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was sure. a punk band with like Latin, like Latin roots, Cuban yes. roots. Yes. For sure, yes. it's a good. It, yes. I liked. I liked a bunch of that. Stuff. It was like. It, I mean, we were signed to U.S. labels, yeah. Ice Cream Records. Yeah. It, was, it was great. You know, You're like the Latin Dropkick Murphys. We played with. Uh, we didn't play with Dropkick Murphys. We played with Flogging Molly. But nah, yeah, that's exactly dope right. Dope. Devil's Dance Floor. It's a great. Yeah. Song. So check it out. Stardust One Band on Facebook and mm-hmm. at Will Giro. <laughs> w i l j i r o. Um, I got we, we got to spell it for everybody. Yeah. Mostly uh, me. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. It's real fun, and uh, it was real fun. And and Will, is there anything you'd like to promote before yeah, we go? I can't think of anything. Um, Come down Unsung Heroes on Thursdays. Unsung Heroes Thursday at eight, 8 o'clock. Creek the cave downstairs. That's right. Super fun time. And then um, I am on a speaking of D and D. Back in the day, we'll talk about it after off air. But I'm on a Twitch uh, channel where we're doing a series where we're playing Dungeons and Dragons and a bunch of other stuff. But the channel and uh, you should follow. It's called EMW3 Studios. It's a TV channel watching you guys play. It's Dun- Twitch. Twitch channel. Twitch. It's like a gaming. It's a gaming website where people stream their video gaming. It started as a video game streaming thing, and then it became like just an all-out streaming <laughs> service. Yeah community and there's my, my my brother's got one you should follow my brother my brother he, he plays video games he does like run throughs and he had a world record for really? a speed run on a video game at some, at you know some what? point I, I don't know the guy's name but uh, there was a guy that actually um won the gran turismo uh game and became a driver from that what he learned how to drive yeah he, he learned how to drive the like, angles and cars stuff like that. yeah that way and then Became a driver. And there now was, he's a professional driver. There was a guy back in the day, back in w- w- when the Microsoft's flight simulator was like on DOS computers and shit. And this guy, he remember literally, that? huh? That was awesome. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Hey, well, this guy, they said that, that he literally learned all of the stuff from the flight simulator program, and then took the flight test and passed it. Wow. And they like just from that, so. The tw- like just to show you the evolution of that is now that this entire community is based. My brother's uh, Mako D M A C O D X on Twitch, and you can follow M uh, E M W three Studios to watch me play my half elf ranger sailor who fights with a giant harpoon. Uh, slay Fucking some bad guys. nerd! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Will's just sad because he's not involved in that. Though. This is awesome. I'm just sad because I don't live up here anymore, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, whenever you, you come visit, you're always right, welcome. Man. You're you guys, always welcome to come out. And thank you so much for how's being Jackie here. How's Jackie doing? Uh, she's injured every. every she's week. always hurt. Yeah. Always she's. Hurt. But we'll talk about that off the yeah, air because right. we got to dismount on this show. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned after oh, yeah. this because you're gonna hear Stardust One's uh, new Lonely single, Station. "Lonely Station." All right. Thank you, everybody, and remember to go out and be heroic. <laughs> <laughs>